0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton. I'm so glad you've joined me today, and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Hey, if you have your Bibles there, open them to Galatians, the sixth chapter, and the ninth verse. And I'm going to read a verse uh, out of the NIV, the New International Version. And the Bible says this, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest, if we We do not give up. And uh, I I just want to encourage you today to not give up. Do not give up. You know, last week I preached a a message about not throwing in the towel. And this is kind of, I guess, a sequel to that message. And and I just, I want to preach this to you today. Just, Just, I just feel that there's, you know, people out there listening to me. Over the last several weeks that, 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 uh, you may be considering giving up and quitting. And I believe that's why the Holy Spirit has me, uh, uh, teaching this message today, why he had me teach the one last week on not throwing in the towel. If you missed that one, I'd encourage you to go back into our archives and you can get that message and, and listen to it. I, I, I believe it'd be a great encouragement to you. But, but, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to get the message across to you not to give up and quit, and uh, you know it's something that so many people, including myself, we've had to deal with over the over the years. You know, to not give up and quit. You know, uh, perhaps you've you pursued God, you've sought His face, you've even gotten uh, the plan that He has for your life, and and perhaps you've even worked very hard to. To achieve what God has for you, Uh, you know, to the point that you've you know you've grown fatigued, tired, and maybe beyond tired, just exhausted, just totally out of breath, so to speak, and and you're still not across the finish line. And things are not as as you think they should be. And uh, and you become discouraged, you've lost your motivation to accomplish what God has assigned you to do and, and you're, you're just ready to turn loose of, of the plan God has for your life and just give up and quit. Maybe that's where you're at today. But you know, again, what does Galatians 6, 9 say? It says, let us not become weary in doing good. Okay. For at the proper time. So don't become weary in doing what God's assigned you to do because at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up and quit. And that's the key thing is not giving up and quitting because in the process of time, it may not look like it right now, but if you'll keep doing what God's called you to do at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. You just can't give up. You must not give up and quit. That's the only thing that, that really stands between you and the eventual reaping of the harvest is you not giving up and quitting. And uh, and, and so this message today, I just want to look at a few Bible stories here and encourage you. And, and I guess I would title this message. Last week, I titled it, Don't Throw in the Towel. Today, I want to title this one, Don't Stop on Six. Don't Stop on Six. Now, you may say, Pastor Terry, what kind of a title is that? You know, well, you'll see as we go through this message how important it is not to stop just short or not to give up and quit at all. But, you know, so many people stop just short of reaping the harvest that God has for them. They've served God for years and years and years and years. And, and you know, it just looks like, like just not much is happening, not much reward in it. But you know what, so many they get right right to their heart right before the harvest comes and and the blessings of God really really manifest in their lives and they stop. They give up and quit just short of of receiving the 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 reward that God has for them. And so that's why I'm titling it this message don't stop on 6 and you'll see why I've titled it that way as we go here but you know you know six if you think about it six is really the number of man and and has to do with man's doing and uh uh or man's power man's accomplishment but you know seven is the number of 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 god uh, seven is god's perfect number his number of completion and if you ever think about it, you don't have to be too good in math to get this. I was a math teacher for many years, and, and I, I think every one of my students that I've ever had, no matter how, uh, untalented they were in math, they could get this, that six, six is just, just short of seven, isn't it? You know, so six is just short of seven, and, uh, and, and six is the number of man, number of man's ability, but seven is the number of God's completion. And, and so many people, we'll see in the Bible, uh, they, they had the, they had the, uh, ability. They had, how do I want to say it? They, they could have stopped on six and not received the blessing of God, but they went on and, and they, 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 they got to number seven. You say, what are you talking about? Just hold on. You'll see. But they've got to, they got to number seven. And they they got into the blessing of God. So so don't stop on six. We want to get to seven. Say, what do you mean by all that? Well, let's get into the Bible and I'll show you. Go to Joshua, the sixth chapter. Uh, (laughs) Joshua six. We don't want to stop on six. We want to get to seven. But you'll see what I mean by that. But Joshua six, turn there if you would. This is the story where uh, Joshua and the, the children of Israel, the people of God, you know, were uh to go into the uh, promised land and all of that. And the first city that stood in their way was Jericho. And in Joshua 6, verse 1, it says, Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and uh, the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, uh. uh all, all your men of war, you shall go around the city once, this you shall do six days. Now notice six days. For six days they were supposed to go around the city, they were supposed to go around it once a day for six days. And then, uh, and then notice verse four. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, But the seventh day, so if you have your Bible there, underline that or highlight it somehow. The seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with with a great shout. Then the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Now, notice what happens here. They go, so God gives them their assignment. Go around the city. And let's read it again in verse 3. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. So for six days, see we're talking about don't stop on six. For six days, they circle the city once once a day. Six days, once a day. Okay. Now notice the walls didn't fall down on the first day. The walls didn't fall down on the second day. The walls didn't fall down on the third day. You know, after about three days of doing that, you know, it it would be real easy to think, well, looks like nothing's ever going to happen here. We circle this wall. Now we've got around it, you know, three times now and nothing's happened. And, and some of them, who knows, might've been tempted to stop right there. But Again, don't stop on six. See, don't stop on one. Don't stop on two, three, four, five, or six. You got to get to seven. You got to fulfill the full plan of what God has for you. So they went around third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Now, after six days... I mean, we've done this for six days and nothing has happened. Nothing out of the ordinary seems ho-hum. All we've done, we've done the same thing for six days. Have Have you ever just kind of get tired of doing the same thing every day, day after day, day after day, day after day? Well, they did the same thing for six days. And how tempting it might have been for them to get the attitude, hey, we've done this now six days and no results nothing's happened time to just chuck it in give up and quit but what does the bible say at the proper time you'll reap if you do not give up and so after six days nothing out of the ordinary happened but then we don't stop on six what happened on the seventh day you could read the story you could read the rest of it on the seventh day They went around that city seven times and they shouted and so on and so forth and they followed the exact plan of the Lord and the walls fell down flat just like God said they would and the people of God had a great, great victory and they reaped a great harvest because they didn't stop on six, but they went and they completed the full plan of God a full plan that he had for, for them. And when they didn't give up and quit, didn't stop on six, but they, they got to seven, glory to God, great things happened and they they uh, uh, experienced and reaped a great, great harvest. Boy, that's a good story, isn't it? And that illustrates how we don't want to stop on six. We don't want to stop on six. You know, I just thought of a story that that I had heard back years ago And uh, I I never personally verified the story, but I heard it from a reputable source. So I'm going to take their word for it, but I'll I'll convey it with you. There was an oil company and they were drilling for oil. uh, I believe it was somewhere in the United States or somewhere in the world they were drilling And they drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and deeper, 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 deeper they went and they just, just dry, nothing, 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 nothing. And they drilled down so many hundreds or thousands of feet or whatever it was. And finally, after doing that for an extended period of time, they, uh, they just, this is just a dry hole. We're going to just, you know, we spent enough time and effort here and money, we're we're just we're done. And they pulled their rigs out and they left. Some years later, another uh, oil company came in to that same area, and I, apparently they had read the ge, the geological reports on it and there was, you know, it, it looked favorable for oil. And anyway, they came in there and uh, they they went down in that same hole where that other oil company had been drilling for all that time, and they started drilling and they just they just went. Uh, uh, it was just a few more feet, just a couple of more feet, and they hit a gusher. I mean, a million billion dollar deal. They hit they hit the gusher, and uh, but just, so I, I thought about that many times over the years. If that other oil company had just went a couple of more feet. If they just, wouldn't it have been something if all they had to go was, you know, was was, six, was seven more feet? I don't know. I'm just kind of reading that in. I don't know how far they had to go, but, but the other oil company came in and they, they just had to drill. It was really just, just a few more feet and they hit that gusher. And I think about that first oil company. If they had just went a few more feet and they'd have hit that gusher, they stopped, they stopped just, just short of, of the great blessing. And that's why I'm preaching this message to you. That's why I think the Holy Spirit wants me to preach this message to you. Don't stop just short. Don't give up and quit just short of of fulfilling what God has for you to do and, and the blessings that he has for you. Okay. Now, here's another story about not stopping on six. Go to Second Kings, the fifth chapter. And we'll read in the ninth verse, this has to do with Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army, the Syrian army who had leprosy, and in 2 kings chapter five, verse nine, the naaman sent uh, uh, the Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of elisha's house. Now elisha was a prophet of God, and he had now this naaman he was uh like i said a captain of the Syrian army he had leprosy, and he had heard that Elisha the prophet of God had a healing ministry and and so forth and so long story short he he goes over to see Elisha the prophet the man of God he shows up Naaman with leprosy shows up at Elisha's house and Elisha verse 10 sent a messenger to him saying go and wash in the Jordan seven times in the Jordan River seven times see there's that number of you see seven a lot in the Bible that's God's number of completion and perfection and anyway so he anyway he tells him to go wash seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean but Naaman became furious and went away and said indeed I said to myself he that's the man of God uh, you know Elisha surely will come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy see uh naaman thought that Elisha would come out and give him some special treatment and just wave his hand and say be healed and 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 but why is he making me go why is he making me go dip seven times in in the Jordan, which wasn't you know there were better rivers <laughs> anyway but to, to nicer rivers to dip in, but anyway, and then he says it here in verse twelve. Naaman says, "Are not the Abna and the Parfar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean?" So he turned uh, uh, and went away in a rage. Well, you know something that that we need to realize is we need to follow God's directions, and He doesn't always do things the way we think He should. But you know, he's a whole lot smarter than us, and we need to follow his directions. And if he if he says go dip seven times, and that's what God said to Naaman through Elisha the prophet, go wash seven times in the Jordan, dip seven times in the Jordan. If God says dip seven times in the Jordan, then that's what we do. We go dip seven times. We don't dip once, twice, three, four, five, six times. We dip seven. We go all the way. And, uh, but, but, but name is all upset. It, why, you know, why couldn't I go dip in a nice river? You know, he wants me to go dip in, in, in this one that he's angry. In verse 13, his servants came near and spoke to him and said, my father, uh, if the prophet or my master, however you want to say it, my superior, however you want to say it, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, "Wash and be clean?" So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God and his and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean, he was healed of the leprosy. Think about that. He dipped seven times, and again, God won't always ask us or command us to do things that make make sense to our to our brains you know very oftentimes he'll tell us things that don't really make sense to our brains but if god said it we do it we do it you you understand that and and so yeah you know yeah why couldn't elisha just come out and say be healed and you know why go do all this well because that's the way god wants it done and I learned a long time ago, you just do it the way God wants it done and, and don't question it. Don't argue with it. Just go do it. Realize it. It's like it's like back with Jericho. Why do we have to go around once a day for six days and then on the seventh day, seven, and then blow the ram's horns or whatever, you know, and shout? Why why, why can't we just go out there on the first day and say, walls fall? Well, because God, <laughs> I mean, you know, because God doesn't want it done that way. And he's running things. So we do it the way God wants it done. He says, go around once a day for six. And then on the seventh, go seven. That's what you do. Don't stop on six. And then like right here. And then the walls will fall like right here. Why do we have to do it this way? Hey, you don't question God. Just do what he says do. And uh, I can only imagine that Naaman, when he dipped once, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> he's questioning, why do I have to do this in the first place? He dips once. Dips twice, you know, three times, no results. Four times, comes up, still got the leprosy. Five times, comes up out of the water, still got the leprosy. Doesn't look like it's working. I guess, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't some of this leprosy be going away after it? Le- yeah, I've dipped five times. Shouldn't some of this leprosy be going away? Doesn't look like the plan of God's working. I guess I'm going to give up and quit. Well, then he dipped six times and still, you know, just doing the same thing over and over again with no results. But I tell you what, God didn't say dip just six. He said dip seven. And on, after six, nothing looked any different. Why are we doing this? But you know what? I'll tell you what, Naaman, I'm sure he's real glad that he obeyed God completely. And he dipped that seventh time. He did not stop on six. He dipped seven and he comes up on that seventh time. And glory to God, the Bible says that his flesh was clean, just like a little child, that the leprosy was gone. Glory to God, let's don't stop on six. You understand, let's complete what God's told us to do and glory to God, we'll reap a harvest. Amen. Hey, here's another one. In 1 Kings 18, another example of not stopping on six. In 1 Kings 18, verse uh, 41, there had been a, a drought in the land. And uh, this one, this had to do with Elisha's uh, uh, teacher, Elijah. Elijah, and uh, in 1 Kings 18, uh, verse 41, then Elijah said to Ahab, because the, the drought had, had been go- going on now for like three, three and a half years. I mean, it, 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 a lot of bad stuff going on. And Elijah says to King Ahab, now, this was right at the end, near the end of the drought. Uh, because remember, three, three and a half years earlier, uh, God sent Elijah to Ahab and said, hey, it's not going to rain again until I say so. And for three, what was three and a half years, there was no rain. But now that drought was coming to an end and 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 Elijah's going to call for rain. But notice, watch this, how the don't stop on six comes into play here. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up eat and drink for there's a sound of abundance of rain now remember it hadn't rained in over what three three and a half years so ahab went up to eat and drink and elijah went up to the top of carmel Then he bowed down to the ground put his face between his knees and said to his servant go up now look toward the sea so he went up and looked and said there is nothing and seven times he said go again then it came to pass the seventh Time there it is the seventh time that he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea so he said go up say to Ahab prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain and the flood, the uh, <laughs> the drought ended with this heavy rain but but notice Elijah told his servant. To go uh, up and, and and look for the look for the rain, but it wasn't till the seventh time that he saw the cloud. So he goes up and he looks the first time, nothing. He says, "There's nothing." Verse forty three. So he went up and looked and said, "There is nothing." So he went up once, nothing. Twice, there's nothing. Th- three times, nothing. Four. Nothing, doing the same thing over and over again. I tell you what, I've been serving God a long time. And and when you serve God, hey, not every day is like a mountain peak experience. You know, there's there's a lot of mundane time where it looks like there's just nothing going on. You know, but I I tell you what I I've had some valleys too in serving God, and there are some valleys. And I tell you what, you, you hit some of those valleys, you get real thankful for the mundane time, you know, that seems boring and nothing going on. But again, you know, uh, he looks the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, you know, just just the you know just daily life, daily life, just you know, and that just daily life. That's that's the way daily life is. I mean, it's not always a mountain peak experience. You know, it's just daily life, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, when, when I had first sensed the call of God on my life, I asked a a real seasoned man of God, uh, uh, someone that I I ha- have a lot of respect for. He was he was really a New Testament prophet and i had the opportunity to uh ask him a question and, and i had sensed the call of god and 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 uh i i remember i got to talk with him briefly and, and and i asked him uh you know i said hey i'm going to school over here at the university of missouri st louis and and uh i'm just about to finish my mathematics degree but i sensed the call of god and i feel like you know i i, th- I think i what i said i feel i mean what i was saying is i you know I, I, I didn't have any leading from God. That's why I was just really young in, in the things of, of, of the Lord and faith. And I was born again as a child, you know, in, in, in the Baptist church. But but now I'm I'm up about 20 years old, and I sense the call of God. And I'm I'm talking to this man of God, and, and I said I'm, I told him I said I'm about to finish my mathematics degree at Umsul. And, uh, but I sense the call of God and, and what should I do? What should I do? What, you know, what, what should I do? Should, you know, do, should, and I'll never forget what he told me. He said, son, he said, just keep doing what you're doing. And I said, well, uh, you'd be just finish my math degree. I mean, shouldn't I quit, quit school and uh, my math degree and go, go, you know, go to Bible school and go into ministry. He said, no, no, no. He said, just keep doing what you're doing. Just fit it. He said, How long do you have on that degree? And I said, Well, I got, I got about, uh, I I have two semesters left, I think is what it was, and I, I, and I'll have my math degree. And he said, Just, just, just keep doing what you're doing. He said, Just get that degree, and then, and then the Lord will lead you after that. And, uh, but it was, it was mundane. You know, I wanted, oh, I wanted to jump and go, you know, go, go get my, go to Bible school. Well, I eventually did go to Bible school many years later but you know what he told me to keep doing what i was doing and i did and i went and i'm so glad i listened to him it was good advice that he gave me and i went i got my math degree and you know that math degree put food on the table for a lot of years until uh you know then eventually i got married went to bible school and started summit church and all of that but uh and even taught school in the early days of uh, uh summit church i taught school and pastored the church but Thank God I listened to that 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 prophet. But but the thing of it is, it was it was uh, it seemed very mundane, and you know, serving God can seem that way. But I tell you what, God has a plan, and and we need we we just we need to flow with Him, do exactly what He says. And, and you know, we may go and look and look and look, and nothing looks like it's changing. Just like this servant of Elijah, he went the first time, went the second time, went the third time. But I don't see anything. Boy, it just looks like there's nothing changing. Just just i mean maybe now these they were in a, a for a, a, a natural literal drought maybe you feel like you're in a spiritual drought maybe you are in a spiritual drought in your life and i i've been in those too and just again just looks like nothing's happening nothing going on and you look just, you know yesterday just like today like the day before just nothing 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 different just but he went the first time. He went the second time. Nothing. There's nothing. There is nothing. Maybe you're out there. Said there is nothing. There is nothing. Don't stop on six. He went the fifth time. He went the sixth time. But when he went the seventh time, glory to God. He said, and it didn't look like much actually. He said, "There's there's a cloud out there about the size of a man's hand." I tell. You, but when there's been nothing for three and a half years, that that's a good deal. And he said, "There's a." you know there's a a cloud the size of a man's hand and the next thing you know there's an abundance of rain and the drought was over he didn't stop on six he went up and looked that seventh time and glory to god the gusher came hey don't stop on six go all go the full way out what god has for you go on out to seven bless god and uh, and like the bible said we will reap if we faint not glory to to god i tell you what this has been encouraging to me i I hope it's been encouraging to you we don't stop on six we go all the way and do what god's told us to do and get to seven and get into that complete full blessing of god but you know i want to close by saying this you know it's interesting (laughs) And you need to listen to this. Somebody might say, "But what if I, you know, Pastor? I didn't stop on six. I went. I did it seven. I, I did. I did. I did everything I know that like God's told me to do, and things still didn't work out." Well, you know what? I got good news for you. In Proverbs twenty four sixteen, the Bible says, "A righteous man may fall seven times, seven times." Now you think about that. Seven times. We could say it like this seven there what would be the symbolism of that maybe you've fallen every way there is to fall (laughs) maybe you've fallen down and you've seemingly failed every way there is to fail completely and totally number seven that's god's number of completion and totality maybe you have fallen completely and totally but you know what the Bible says in, in proverbs twenty four sixteen says a righteous man who's a righteous man, somebody that believes on the lord jesus christ we're the righteousness of God in Christ if we have faith in Jesus, and the Bible says that a righteous person may fall seven times completely and totally. But then what else does it say? And rise again. Glory to God. I got good news for you. If you fall in every way there is to fall, and, and, and let's say you're out there and you didn't stop on six and you went to seven and, and things still didn't work out. Well, what did the Bible just tell you to do? Get up and keep on going. Get up and keep on going. I like what one preacher said is really good. He said, we don't play in the kingdom of God, we don't play nine inning games. We play till we win. Well I like that. I like that. We play till we win. Glory to God. And that's just the way the way the way it is. We play till we win. And uh and I like with this verse you fall seven times, you just get up. You know I think of I think of the I think of the Apostle Paul you know, and, 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 you could read about this in Acts 14, verses 19 through 22, but he had just gotten uh, beaten up. And this man went through a lot. I mean, he, you know, but he never stopped on six. He went and got to seven and, and experienced great blessings. But he, I tell you what, he had, he, of all the men in the Bible, he maybe had the most trouble of any of them. I mean, it's arguable. Who, uh, arguable. You could argue who, who had the most trouble in the Bible, but I tell you what, excuse me you can say Job or you know different ones but but Paul I mean he had some problems I mean tough it was I mean the devil attacked him well God used him to write over half the New Testament so I mean he had to attack the devil every way you could could look at it and see it but (laughs) get it you know I mean the devil was trying to stop him but you know talk about a, a righteous man falling seven times and getting up notice here Uh, Acts 14, verse 19, the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there to Lystra and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and drug him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now you think about that. And I talked about him last week, but it bears repetition. And when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city and he went right on with his ministry. Glory to God. And and, and he's the one that wrote in in Galatians 6 verse 9 that that, don't become weary in well doing for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up and quit. And I tell you what, he practiced what he preached and he preached what he practiced because I tell you, if there was ever a time to to give up and quit, it would have been right (laughs) here after he got stoned to death. But the disciples came around him. He didn't throw in the towel. He didn't stop on six. Actually, you could argue he went to seven and got knocked down, but he got up. He got up and he went right on and he completed his ministry. And at the end of his life, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my race. I've kept the faith. And so here's a man, the apostle Paul, he didn't stop on six. He went to seven, but he went to seven and got knocked down, but he kept getting back up and he reaped a great harvest Glory to God, and you can too. And I'll I'll close with this. You know we talked about Joshua earlier on, in this message. But after they had that great victory at at Jericho, where he didn't that you know they didn't stop on six, they circled the city seven times and had that great victory, and the walls fell down. But after that, they came up on a very small city, and and the people of God suffered a great terrible defeat there, and and. Uh, Joshua was laying flat on his face and he was in the Mully Grubs. Have you ever been in the Mully Grubs? I sure have. And and you could read this in Joshua chapter 7 verse 10. And the Lord said to Joshua as he was laying there in the Mully Grubs, the Lord said to him, "Get up. <laughs> Why do you lie thus on your face?" And he told them what the problem was and Joshua made the corrections and they went on, defeated AI and had had other great victories. But you know what? When he lay there in the Mully Grubs, he needed somebody to say, get up. And so I'm here today at the direction of the Holy Spirit saying to you from last week, don't throw in the towel. This week, I'm telling you by the spirit of God, don't stop on six. Don't give up and quit. Don't stop just short, just short of where the blessing is, don't stop on six. Go to seven, get the, get the blessing of God. Don't stop on six. Amen.